This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. And welcome back in live coast to coast on the BetQL network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Be sure to download it if you haven't already and take it with you wherever you're headed this summer and really every day of the year. A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's how you find the BetQL network and all your favorite sports, music, news, podcasts inside your Odyssey app. And of course, you can watch the show twitch.tv slash BetQL. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Jim Rodriguez with you. Uh, one more day, actually just uh, another 36 minutes or so. Uh, tomorrow it'll be J-Rod and Kate Constable uh, filling in for Joe, Aaron, and Ed here on BetQL Daily. Uh, we'll take a little bit of an early peek at Friday's MLB card in just a moment. And of course, we've got lightning bets for you to wrap up the show. But it, Degeneration bets, something new we've introduced here in the past few days where we go either very deep down the board or way off on the edges of the board and find bets that maybe you wouldn't normally think of, right? You find sports like cricket. Uh, What did Kate bring up the other day? Snooker, which is some sort of modified billiards. I don't even understand how it works. There's no numbers on the balls. There's just red and white and and. We've gone all over the place with degeneration bets, which got us to thinking. Got us to thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not we're not just betting on some of these games, but we've played some of these games. We've all played pool in someone's basement, right? We've all played uh, uh, cornhole, whatever you want to call it, beanbag toss in the backyard with somebody at a cookout. We've all played you know, frisbee. We've all played I don't know horseshoes. We've all played some kind of crazy game or sport that we think we might we might be just a little bit better than everybody else at, which brought us to the BetQL Daily edition of Degeneration Bets. And do we each are we each willing to go out on a limb maybe and name that game, darts, whatever, that we think we could dominate the rest of the BetQL family in? Paul, this is a great idea. It's your idea. So I want to let you lead it off. What is that one thing that you know you could absolutely, if the, if the, the group of us were all sitting in a room right now, you would dominate us at? So I will also say, ideally, there's like some sort of like tangible evidence or like at least you can like relay a story or something. Not just like, oh, man, sure. I would crush it at beer pong. Everyone's going to say that. Like, yeah, OK, <laughs> like you get, the, you get the right buzz level, you start getting streaky and then everyone falls off a cliff. We know how that goes. So I would. So the one I had in mind, I think I'd have a real shot. There's a couple people like I don't know. I might be. I could see some couple bogeys on the board that could cause some problems for me. But chess, mm-hmm. I was fourth oh, in the state oh. in sixth what? grade in Pennsylvania, Hello. the state of Pennsylvania. And then I stopped playing, like classic story, because I was like, all right. And the only, by the way, the only person I lost to finished first. So I'm trying to figure out why I didn't get second or third. Not that it's, you know, yeah. still hanging with me or whatever. But no, I think all. I could, <laughs> I, I still got, I feel like I've still got those skills somewhere in there. I feel like I could smells give, Smells like a, a 30 for 30, right? Smells like a, yeah, I told it does. you. Doom, doom, oh, doom. I told you. Because Booze, women, yeah. chess, Aspen. Yes. <laughs> the Aspen Gambit. But like the first right. three years of the tournament, like I was, you know, what, 
fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that sort of thing. And it was at Chris, you might know Bloomberg, Bloomsburg University, Bloomsburg, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a arcade in the basement. So for the first couple of years, which is like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'll play my game, but hey, where are my quarters? I want to go play video games, that sort of thing. <laughs> but then I actually kind of took it seriously and yeah, finished fourth. And so I think I could give everyone a run for their money on the chessboard. Chess, man. See, I've never had the patience. Like I've, I've had enough patience to teach my 10 year old son how to play like the basics of chess, like this piece, this piece can do this and this piece can do that. But I just don't have the patience to like actually learn strategies and maneuvers. I'm the one that plays it like it's checkers and just tries to instantly go after the other side. And then I just get bludgeoned over the head and it's over in like 10 moves. So I think you're right, Paul. I think you, does it, J-Rod, you, Jake, does anybody think they could take Paul a chess? Well, that was going to be my question. Paul opened this with, there's a couple people that he would be worried about. <laughs> I, want an, I want names. Right. Who are you looking at yeah. the BetQL family that you're like, all right, I, I'd be a little nervous? Well, I was about to say no one from our show, but like I could see like uh, Ed possibly. I I think have, Ed would have, be the biggest risk factor for you. Right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It ain't me. It ain't Joe. It ain't Aaron. None of us have the patience now, for it. Are you, Not pl- a are you playing with the clock? Are you playing with the clock? Where we could you- that absolutely goes in Ed's favor. Like right? it's been some some time. So like, well, let's eliminate the clock. Like within reason. Like, but it's we're not playing speed chess over here. Um, I could see Ed being an obstacle. I could see Ken Barkley perhaps being an Definitely. obstacle. I could see him. I, I will being a tell you a, a little inside YBYB. Ken Barkley plays chess with his neighbor like almost every day. <laughs> and it's like it's, it's like cooks. a seventy eighty year old Polish dude. Yeah. Oh, that was God. Me. Yeah. So. They, they they call Ken um, the mechanic when it comes to yeah. chess. <laughs> he was the one I was most worried about. I could see like Costos maybe being like a sneaky dark horse, but like yeah. But talk about lack of patience. Talk about lack. That's of what patience. I was gonna say too. <laughs> done. Go. Go. Done. Go. Board. What's the next move? What's the next move? What do I do now? Yeah. Um, but I will also yeah, say no. there's no one on the night show I'm worried about. Like so. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say sneaky, sneaky the glass man. Well. I was going to say, yeah, PJ, oh, PJ is, is a sneaky dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good call, Jake. Um, yeah, that's that's a good call. I, I, you would just slaughter me. I'll be honest. I like the 30 for 30 idea, though, J-Rod. What if I told the, you the peak a young of Aspen? King. <laughs> the peak of Aspen. 30 for 30. A picture the of the peak trophy somewhere. of Aspen. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do. Wait, do you have it oh. on your phone? Maybe. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Okay. If you find it, I, I need you to hold it up to the camera. I, I need to see a picture of young Paul with his chest trophy. Oh, it's not of me. It's not of me with this trophy. trophy. I think I've just got a picture of the trophy somewhere, yeah. Well, nonetheless, I'd still still be happy to see it. All right. Uh, (laughs) It's a special BetQL Daily Edition of Degeneration Bets. J-Rod, what is that one thing you think you could take the rest of us at? What what one game? I'm officially retired now, but I was a hell of a Jax player. You know, the onesies and the twosies. You know, I would, wow. I remember, you know, on the stoop in Los Angeles, you know, with the other neighborhood kids, you know, the mean streets of, mm-hmm. uh, 
of, of, of Los Angeles playing my jacks. But the new one that I'm training on, and I am, I am ferociously disciplined, is, and it's a new, it's a new sport here with, with my little smoky treat here, is the longest ash without having to relight. It is actually a sport. It is actually things you what? train for. There is big money competition in it. You light your cigar, and you basically can take a puff once. I mean, once you get it going, you can take one puff and see who can go the longest in their ash without it falling off. And uh, lots of practice, that. especially in Vegas. So I could dominate anybody in the BetQL family with that. I mean, I don't know how, how, many, how, many, uh, how many brothers or sisters of the Leaf we have here, but I'm ready. <laughs> that is too. brothers and sisters of the Leaf. You're right. That is a great phrase. That's, right. that's that's so it. You, you you get one puff, that's it. You got to just let it sit there. You, well, you, you get it, you get it going, and then once once right. that's it, that, that's it. So you know you you're constantly you're constantly having to warm it, but you know, and then you get one. I, I misspoke. You get one relight. That's it. One relight. After that, it's the longest okay. ash, and see who can who can go the furthest. And I was in Vegas, and I got it. You know, I, I, you know, this is a this is about a uh, this is about a five and a half. Uh, inch cigar I, I, so i got it to about maybe about about four and a half inches of all ash amazing and of course wow, now you know then impressive. then you start getting petrified because then you're, you're holding it upside down you're kind of you know taking a puff from like <laughs> underneath there's some so there's a whole mechanical aspect to it you know there's some you've got to be like an acrobat to do it but it's amazing and right. when that ash falls there's a there, the whole casino the whole oh Pretty good. A hush ash. calm comes over the crowd. That's it. That's um, it. All right. You know, and then so you hear, and then you hear Vern Lund- You heard Vern Lundquist in the background. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, okay, Jake. Uh, there's got. I'm, I'm sure you've got a few <laughs> in mind, but give me one. Yeah, I, I did have a couple in mind. Uh, one, one was going to be team based. I like. I feel like I could have put together. A great flip cup team out of the BetQL network. Paul would have been on the team, uh, as would have yeah. Ryan Horvath and Mario Heron. I uh, feel like oh, we would just run nice through thing everybody. Ever said about me. I love. I said some nice things about you. You act like I'm out here bullying you. Uh, that was an option. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, we've talked about a BetQL Royal Rumble. I still think I would burn through that. I would be very worried about Cody Decker as a former athlete who still puts up monstrous weight on his Instagram. But uh, the uh, the the answer is golf. Like I played high school golf. I still mm. play regularly. Like I, I break ninety that. consistently. Like I've broken eighty a couple times. I think golf is it's boring, but that's where I'm going. No, that you, you, there's a lot that can be done with that, Jake. Boring that's, is that's, good. Yeah, boring, and, and if it's easy compared to the rest of us, no, there's a lot you can do there. I like that call. Um, the so one follow I think, up for you on that real quick. Go ahead. Is, sorry, who's your stiffest competition no, golf-wise, you think? So that's the thing. I don't, it's kind of an unknown. Like I know Ken plays a lot, but he said he's just like okay. I know Tyler Morales plays a lot. I think – with the information that I have, probably <laughs> Tyler, but also I like I I don't know what everyone's playing habits are. Uh, like I like I could see somebody and like PJ again. Like I feel like he could be like he's got sure. he's lanky. Feel like he's got the club speed. So I, knowing what I know, I'm gonna say Tyler is probably who I'm most afraid of. But I feel like there's some info that I'm lacking that might have to uh, change my answer though. 
Mario on Ooh. your flip cup team is a very good call, though. I, I, I agree. Rick, Rick doesn't seem to think that Mario would win anything. He's bashing him in the chat. That's okay. Mario's able to take the beating. Um, Mario's moving to Chicago, and it's going to be a problem oh for the last oh month or so of summer. Boy. Yeah, it's yeah. You're in for it, I think. Everybody there batting down the hatches in Chicago land. You thought those tornadoes were rough yesterday afternoon? Mario Heron rolling into town. That's gonna be. That's gonna be. You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear the National Weather Service alert go off as as soon as he hits the state line coming in from Indiana. Dropping their phones. Yeah, exactly. Um, mine, I think, would be wiffle ball. I have a friend, a good friend from high school, an old friend from high school. Wiffle ball, for some reason, is unusually popular in our neck of the woods. Where I, where I grew up and went to high school, there is now a bunch of younger kids who have developed an entire wiffle ball league. Like, they've got schedules, they've got championships, they've got trophies. And this isn't little kids playing wiffle ball, mind you. <laughs> this is like 18 and 19-year-olds playing wiffle ball and they take it seriously and an old high school buddy of mine has taken it to the next level the nth degree once a year every summer at his house he takes you know the orange um construction fencing he puts it up around the he's got big backyard puts it up at the edge of his backyard and then goes the next level gets old billboards and signs from ballparks and puts them up to actually create wow. a fence in the outfield, in his backyard. And then we basically play wiffle ball and wiffle ball home run derby for hours. One day every summer, all the old high school buddies get together. So I think just that experience alone would be enough. You know, you, you've got to see the wiffle ball come at you a few hundred times before <laughs> you start to become familiar with the different spins everybody's putting on it. I think I'd hold my own in wiffle ball. A lot of, a lot also, of hamstrings going, a lot of hamstrings going. Pop, oh I yeah. Imagine. A lot of hamstrings. And what you'll find is the next day, everybody's got that thing back there in their delts where they tried <laughs> to swing too hard. And now they can't even really lift their arms. They're walking around like, like this, like T-Rex arms almost because they just, they swung out of their shoes all day and they were all arms. Um, real quick. Cause we got a couple minutes before we got to bounce and get ready for lightning bets. Uh, some early odds, some early numbers up on Friday's MLB card. Padres, Phillies, uh, you Darvish will be on the mound for San Diego. We got Marlins, Orioles, Brewers, Reds, Dodgers, Mets, White Sox, Braves, Astros, Angels, all up on the board right now. There will be more to come. Um, as we take a look at things and really get the ball rolling, J-Rod, for the quote-unquote second half of the season, is there anything – like, I, I immediately look at Astros, Angels, and Shohei Otani is yeah. listed as the starter for uh, tomorrow night in Anaheim. Total on that one, seven and a half. He's going up against J.P. France, but we're still wondering about the blister and how that affects Otani, and the Angels have been a mess anyway. Anything else on the board you're, you're keeping a close eye on before we make bets tomorrow? I'll tell you what, not, not to be a homer, but Marlins Orioles. Talk about two young teams trying to get it together. Alcantara's on the mound. See if he can start the second half on a positive note for Miami. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, lightning bets are right around the corner. You're listening to BetQL Daily. It's presented to you by BetMGM. Be sure to listen to us on your Odyssey app. Watch on twitch.tv slash BetQL. Our favorite place for tonight coming up next on the BetQL Network.